When this one printed out, I don't know if it was because I was hungry or what, but I read the first line as hangry. <laughs> and I'm like, no, why are we talking about hangry? That ain't hangry, that's hungry. <laughs> Man, I must be really hangry. <laughs> We still freaky Thursday in it, and we, I'm Leslie. We are still freaky Thursday in it, and till I get my group thing back because, yeah, we try to record our missing Mondays. Well, let's just hope in they the like me reading it, and they're not like, "Oh, this is horrible. I'm done." So if you like me, Timmy's <laughs> like, I would really appreciate if you can donate a dollar to our Patreon because. That's how we make our money for a living. Well, I mean, I had all, but yeah, you, that's... This is my main job now. I love it that the day that you told me you quit your job to become a podcaster, I was like, oh, yes, we are that good. And then I, like, looked it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're making seven twenty-five a month. <laughs> well, I better do something. Minimum wage. A I'm month. Not, not even a, not even a week, but you know, whatever. But I mean we legit just really got started in our ad. So like once we kinda like get more then we have people who want to help donate to get this going a little bit more too to like buy better equipment and blah 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 blah. We'll get we'll, we'll get there. It was just it was we'll just get a lot, and it was something had to go. And I'm just glad that you're not like, hey, Leslie, I can't podcast. Oh, you kill no me! More. Like you've already held a knife up to me in a picture. That was way before podcasting. Okay. Oh, well, I know that this was. Many and that was years Halloween ago. season too. It's Halloween season now. I know. So the fact is, I'm not going to tell you. Sorry, I quit podcast because we got fans that may or may not like us. I'm assuming they like us because I keep listening. But thank y'all. Thank y'all for not running. But I'm not gonna um run from you. Because I will find you. Exactly. So you ready for our story <laughs> now that we're thirty minutes into rambling? We're only four minutes and eight seconds rambling. Well now Just that's only. thirty seconds. Alright. So this story took place four hundred years ago. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a long time ago. Yes. In hangry. In hangry. <laughs> in hungry. With a strange family and their twisted daughter who spends lots of time playing in her castles and may or may not have taken blood baths. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Fouchery. Fouchery was born on what we think is August 7th. So, did you research this and it said 400 years ago? So, you're like, ah, around those time. <laughs> no, it's, there's places where I researched and it gave a date. And then there was places I researched and it gave Another this date. date. And then it gave, what year did I say? 1560. Okay, and then there was other times that it said 61. 
and then somewhere it just did not have a date because it said documents and or documents and records was not legit legit back then. They didn't document like, oh, we had her on this and have a legit birth certificate. Oh, so, in 1560, they didn't think about that? No, they, they didn't have birth certificates. So this is like around about the date that they think she was born, give or take a year. Or months. Okay. She was a wealthy and powerful girl. As a young girl, she learned Latin, German, hung Hungarian, Hungarian. <laughs> Are we still hungry? Does the Mexican? I not didn't. I didn't finish my snacky snack. Hungarian and Greek. We would go more into detail about her royal family, but the bloodline of her family is very confusing. All I understand was her uncle was the king of Poland. She had a nephew that was the prince of Transylvania, and they would have tons of inbreeding in her family. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I know you're laughing at my face, which is making me laugh because... That's not funny. They took... Keep, keep it in the family. <laughs> I couldn't say it. <laughs> to a whole nother level. They believed the only way to keep the royal bloodline in the family was to marry your cousins. No, because if you have it in your bloodline and you marry somebody else and you have kids, it's still in the bloodline. But Okay. Due to all the inbreeding, as a child, Elizabeth suffered from multiple seizures that could have caused, been caused by epilepsy. How they treated her condition was by rubbing blood of a non-epilepsy on the lips of Elizabeth, giving her the concoction, <laughs> that is disgusting, <laughs> epilepsy blood and a piece of their skull. What? What do you mean a piece of their skull? Like, I assume, I assume that they went to this doctor. I'm thinking it's more of like a witch doctor than a legit doctor doctor, but was it born back then? I assume they took a dead person that hasn't been like completely, I don't think they embalmed people back then, but like a dead person. They drained a little bit of the blood of somebody who- You're going to make me throw up. Didn't have epilepsy, and then they took a little chunk of their skull and, you know- and did what with it? I'm thinking she kind of ate it. Chug a lug lugged it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she drank the skull like they, a pill and and chased it how, with blood. How I took it is like they took a, a little chunk of the skull and crushed it up and mixed it in the blood and then she. That I'm. I'm I done. think she drank I'm it. Done. That nope. That's done. They said they rubbed it. On her lips. Yeah, they. That was one of the things. One way they treated her was rubbing it on the lips, and I think the. I think the, the mix, concoction. The concoction was a drink. They didn't really say what they did with it. My skull hurts. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, she might not have drank it. I didn't see where. Ugh. If that went on her lips or if she drank that, but I'm just thinking a concoction. You would drink it. I don't know. This has led people to believe this is why it was so easy for Elizabeth to kill later on. Or it could have been the brutal punishment she witnessed as a child. Her family took a peasant who was stealing 
and placed him in the stomach of a dying horse and sewn the horse back up. What in the <laughs> world? I thought we lived up in a messed up world in 2020, but 1560 was so messed up. Yeah. Apparently, Elizabeth thought this was the greatest thing ever and laughed at the sight of seeing his head stick out of the horse's stomach. She also witnessed servants being severely beaten regularly, and she also witnessed the execution of a man being roasted alive. The man was placed in a chair half-naked with a red-hot metal crown placed on his head. The chair was not just any chair. It was an iron chair with coal under it to heat up. Holy cow. At the age of 10, she was engaged to be married to 16-year-old Count Fernick. I think it's pronounced Fernick. F-A-I-R-N-I-C is in parentheses. Okay. Nataste. As a custom, she moved into her future husband's parents' place to learn how to run the estate. Ten's a bit young, and 16's a big age gap for a 10-year-old. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, like, we didn't get engaged off until, like, later years in life. I mean, we would probably be, like, elderly compared to her. Well, you were. (laughs) Say. I was, I was 26. I was 30. See? You were three times her age. Oh, God. But something scandalous happened before the wedding took place. At the age of 14, so she was, she didn't get married at 10. No, she didn't get married at 10. Still 14. (laughs) It's still young for a wedding. Before her wedding, Elizabeth allegedly gave birth, and this child's father was a peasant boy. So you can probably imagine how pissed her parents were, but they shipped Elizabeth off to have the baby in Hush Hush. So it wasn't even her 16-year-old fiancé. No, this was was like a peasant slave poor boy that she was doing the deed with and had a kid with before her wedding before her wedding at 14 mm-hmm. then her parents gave the child to a trusted local woman to raise her soon-to-be hubby tracked down the peasant to make him pay for getting elizabeth pregnant he had the peasant castrated and threw him to a pack of wild dogs. Holy cow. Or they don't play. After, finally, after five long years of engagement, Elizabeth got married at the age of 15 on May 8, 1575. So, you know how your wedding was so extravagant with 10 guests? Yeah. And mine was, like, huge compared to yours. Well, this wedding had 4,500 guests. Can you imagine feeding all them people? No. Because just 150 people to feed was a lot. So, holy cow. Not only that, the party raged on for three days. My, (laughs) My wedding... From the time it started, it was supposed to be 3.30 by 4.30, everybody was gone. 
I feel like mine raged more than yours did. Yeah, well, COVID happened during mine. But it was funny. Like, they literally partied for three days. Could you, I mean, could you imagine that reception where you're partying for three days? No, because I couldn't even get mine to party for three hours. So. Today's episode is brought to you by State Bags. State bags make beautiful, well-made products such as book bags, duffels, luggage, lunch boxes, and more. For every state bag purchase, State hand-delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond a simple material donation. State bag has your back. As a part of that commitment, it is making a difference in local children's life. To get ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off a of purchase at statebags.com. Use the code POD for 15% off your next purchase. That's POD POD at statebags.com. State Bags. They have your back. But as a wedding gift to his beautiful new bride, Bernick gave her a castle. How would you like to get a castle at 15 for your wedding gift? I'd be like, thank you, babe. You should have. You're so sweet. I'd be like, you got somebody to clean it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they got servants. Then to please her even more, Frentic built a torture chamber to Elizabeth's wishes. What the heck? They just like to torture people, don't they? (laughs) For the first few years, Elizabeth was busy learning about the overseeing of the estate that she was controlled. While her husband was off fighting against the Ottomans? Maybe. I think so. I think that's right. That reminds me of like a cow. (laughs) He proved to be the great warrior. The couple had their first child 10 years later. In 1585, Elizabeth gave birth to five children. (laughs) Not not at one time. Like, there's not much about her children, so I just kind of, like, lumped all that at one. Oh. You said they had first child and gave birth to five, and I'm like, well, holy cow. No, she, like, we just, there's not much about them, so I just lumped them in as, like, one big, Gotcha. Two of the five died as infants. Her kids were Anna or Anna. Uh, I think it's Anna. Anna. Her name was Anna. Arskaga. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Caitlin, Andreas, and Paul. So that second one's name is <laughs> off the wall because I don't even know. It's a Hungarian name. Since the couple spent most of their time apart when Elizabeth and Frenick were together, it is said they were bonded over their love of violence, torturing. They tortured young servant girls who were working for them. Frenick taught his young wife different methods of torture, such as rolling up pieces of old paper, placing it between toes, and then setting them on fire. He also gave Elizabeth a clawed glove for her to scratch up the faces of disobedient servant girls. Holy cow! Like, he gave her basically like a Freddy Krueger hand. This is messed up. But Elizabeth had other evil influences in the castle. Anna Darlia worked as Elizabeth's right hand from 1601 to 1609. Anna was reported to be a witch 
and Elizabeth was really into black magic. Anna was also known to be really violent and super scary. Anna helped Elizabeth transition from just torturing to torturing to death. Anna's favorite type of torture was to beat someone to death. Oh my gosh. And report I didn't put it in there, but reportedly she would beat them like 500 times before like just 500 times or more. Holy cow, this is messed up. Happy October season. Elizabeth abducted young virgin peasant girls to torture and kill. Her torturing included jamming pins and needles under their fingernails. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Under their fingernails of her servant girls. Ouch. That makes my fingernails hurt. <laughs> In the spring and summer months, he would tie them down, smearing honey all over them, leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants and other animals. What kind of craziness is this? During the fall and winter months, the young woman would be young women would be strapped naked to force to lay in the snow. After the girls were nice and frozen, she would pour ice water over their body, letting the girls freeze to death in the snow. What's she trying to do? Make a big ice cream? <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, we thought 2020 was bad. She was she was a different type bad. Gosh. Yeah, I, I, I stayed quarantined to avoid all this. Huh. She would also torture girls by cutting their nose and lips, sewing their mouth shut, whipping them, biting them, and burning the genitals of some of the victims. She also withheld water from the girls and drank the... Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> so she was nice enough to let the girls cup their hands and drink their own pee. Mm-hmm. How sweet. That's only when she allowed them to do that, though. I mean, it wasn't like... If you're thirsty, I would throw you, could, up. you could drink. I it's would throw like, up if I had to drink my own pee. Once they got to a certain point of dehydration, she would be like, okay, if you're thirsty, you can cup and drink. <coughs> no. She would order her inner circle to beat and cut the girls to where they were. Wait, so are these their cousins that they're beating and stuff too? No. It's slave and poor people that she's beating. The inner four are like workers of hers. Hmm. It's her trusted, like her, yeah, her trusted servants. So they would beat and cut the girls to where there was enough blood on the ground to scoop up with their hand. Oh my gosh. Her husband died January 1604, leaving Elizabeth the kids in the care of her cousins, which is his cousins. No, it's her cousins. So her cousin was now supposed to be like another person in care of her. I don't think they ever like got married, but it's just like, I'm leaving you to take care of my wife and kids. Okay. Which is Jorge. Since Elizabeth fell into a deep depression after her husband's death, she would stay in bed and send Anna out to adopt the girls for her to torture. She would bite chunks of flesh from the victims 
and one unfortunately was forced to cook and eat her own flesh. Yeah, she made her eat and cook her own boobs. Oh my gosh. So, Elizabeth was too depressed about doing it, but she didn't want it to go undone, so she got somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. It's like she wouldn't want to, she didn't want to leave her room because she was just so sad because her torture partner died. So, she just laid in bed and sent out her, you know, trusteds to go adopt, and then she bit her, and then was like, huh, go over there and cook your boob for me. I want to watch you cook your boob. No, thank you. Yeah. The next year, her older brother died while she was traveling to the castle where his funeral would be held. Elizabeth snapped. She hadn't snapped already. Oh, she really would be snapped. I figure she snapped already from the previous pages I read. She started attacking maids. Three of the maids were tortured so badly they died. Elizabeth ordered the others to bury their body along the way. On the way back, the coachman witnessed Elizabeth torturing a noble girl. Elizabeth believed that human blood would keep her looking young and healthy. There were two different theories of how she came up with this. After her husband's death, she started a downward spiral to find a way to connect blood to being youthful. Two, she struck a maid one day and a little bit of her blood splattered on Elizabeth and Elizabeth claimed the blood made her skin youthful and smoother. Okay. One night, the servant died after being tortured. Elizabeth's inner circle placed her in a sealed coffin. When the priest came, he questioned but did not, but she brushed it off as if she had an acute infection disease with the symptoms of watery, (laughs) oh my gosh, the symptoms of watery diarrhea, extreme loss of fluid, and severe dehydration, which could be fatal. So that's what she blamed being the reason why she died, yeah. Oh, the reason why Elizabeth died? No, the reason why the... Elizabeth told the priest, hey, we already have her sealed up. She has, I think it's like, I don't know. Chloria. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. So the person who died that she had sealed up, she said had this. Yes. So they sealed her so nobody else would catch it. Correct, even though she didn't have that. And she was just tortured and probably not ideal to look at because I'm pretty sure she probably did not look like herself i'm sure so he was just like oh okay well she's got this disease that can probably be contagious you know like okay can a dead person be contagious i don't know i'm just saying they didn't know back in the 1500s this is now the 1600s okay sorry a few days later Elizabeth's servant dropped off another coffin with the priest, but the coffin was much larger than the last. Rumors were going around that Elizabeth had three bodies in the coffin. So why was she just now taking them to the priest? Why the whole time? Probably because her house was full of bodies. I I really don't know why she all of a sudden changed her disposal of bodies, but... Gotcha. At least she's being nice and like, oh, here, some bodies... Not really. They're sealed up. So, 
The rumor going around that Elizabeth had three bodies in the coffin and the priest questioned Elizabeth about the three-body rumor. Elizabeth told the priest she didn't have three bodies in the coffin, but she did have two. The priest then asked her how in the world did two young girls die? Elizabeth told him that one already died and another one was close to death, so they just waited to send them together. Yeah, they, she's like, uh, no use to waste two coffins. We'll just ship them together. Okay. So what would it matter if three were in there? <laughs> if there was already two. Well, two died together because <laughs> they caught the same illness and then the third one just was right there. Elizabeth told him that we already read that part. <laughs> After going through all the young virgins in the area, she decided she would move to Noble Girls. Do you know what a Noble Girl is? Uh-uh. Okay, so a Noble Girl is not like your rich, fancy, lives in a castle girl. It would be kind of like, I guess, like us, maybe, if we wasn't considered like peasants. I feel like, <laughs> well, they have, like, your rich people. So, you're poor, and then you're, like, first class, second class. Yeah, and then, like, okay, so you have your rich, fancy people. I gotta have my pen to draw. So, you have your rich, fancy the people, sky. like, like Elizabeth, yes, in the sky. I'm drawing in the sky. So, you have her. You have your noble people who aren't really, like, ritzy, fancy, but they're not poor, we poor. We making seven twenty five a month. <laughs> we peasants. Okay, and then you have your peasant servants. So she moved from the peasant servants up to your noble. Because she girls. ran out all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. She opened a finishing school in sixteen ten. She was supposed to teach them etiquette. Etiquette, but. As you probably already guessed, she wasn't teaching them nothing. <laughs> Once the families realized their daughters were missing, they reached out to King of Hungary. Am I saying is that supposed to be Hungary? Hungary? Okay. Not the, not the country. Hungary. Yeah, but you. I didn't have his name. I was going to put his name, but I don't have his name. Okay. So we're just going to call him the King of Hungary. Okay. The King of Hungary sent Jorge. Remember, that's the, her cousin, the same one that was left to watch her and her kids, out to look into the rumors. On December 29, 1610, Count Jorge arrived at the castle to investigate Elizabeth's alleged crimes against the noble girls. Do you not think that he would take up for them? I guess we're about to find out. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. It's not really fun, but it's a fact. Well, go ahead and tell us. I can't remember, but I mean, like word for word, what I wrote. Okay, but. the mistreated of uh, these servants weren't as concerned to the authorities. Yeah, like they didn't look into them; they could care less. It's like, oh, you're poor, so so bad, so sad. So if they kill all everybody, then who's gonna like serve them? I guess the boys. They didn't kill no boys. I've noticed. It's that. just young virgin blood makes you youthful. Mm. He surprised Elizabeth in the middle of tormenting a victim. She was not put on trial. Instead, she was immediately isolated in a room in the castle where she remained until her death in uh, 1614. 
Because she was locked up in her own room for four years by her cousin. Because her high status meant she could not be jailed or put on trial as a common criminal. Because she's too good for that. Hmm. Her inner circle of four servants were then arrested, questioned, and subject to torture. The court proceeding began early January 1611. These servants denied their part in any of the murders, but admitted to burying multiple victims. The number of victims varied between 36 and 51. That's a lot. Three of the servants were sentenced to death, which was quickly carried out. The fourth was spared execution, but what happened to her afterwards is unknown. Another woman who supposedly used magic to help Elizabeth was also soon killed. One witness stated that Elizabeth herself had listened 650 victims in her journal though the numbers of the victims varied from other testimonies the exact death toll remains unknown 300 witnesses came forward to testify against her in 1602 a priest wrote a letter that discussed the excessive cruelty done by elizabeth and her husband towards their servants the testimony against Elizabeth could have included true tales about how harshly she acted with lower class. Such acts were illegal at this time. Elizabeth was only punished because her victims were said to have included noble women. So she only got in trouble because it was noble women? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about the poor people. That's messed up but would still make Elizabeth responsible for many ruined lives. The body of 54-year-old Elizabeth was found on August 21, 1614 in a castle where she was imprisoned in 1610. She was initially buried at her estate, but her body was actually moved afterwards. Elizabeth, the blood countess, earned a spot in Guinness's world record for killing at least 600 victims. However, it's possible she wasn't guilty of all the crimes. The first mention of Elizabeth's blood baths came to 100 years after her death, which also seems to be rumored. Why are they going to put her in the Guinness's world record for no killing people? Clue. Like, why are you going to give somebody the chance to try to kill more than 600 people? I don't know. Like, I thought that was crazy that she's in there. Have you really looked it up to see no. if she really is in there? No, I haven't. I need to probably try to find it and, like, screenshot and put it in the discussion group. Well, that's pretty messed up. But, how did you like that story? I didn't. <laughs> that was messed up. I feel like I would have been one of the ones that got killed, so... But when you were asking me about it, you're like, is it paranormal? I'm like, it's... Messed up. It's it, it's something. I felt like that fit pretty good with our October theme, just the blood and torture of it all. That's messed up. I love it. I mean, every bit of it. Who she married? How young she was? I mean, your witches with the black magic. Yeah, I love it. 
crazy. The torture room. All of it. So you got another dum-dum? I got a dum-dum. It better not be my dum-dum that I'm waiting for you to come back in. So what, it's going to be November when you hear my dum-dum? because be November before I get to hear your dum-dum. Okay, so deputies asked Fan to quit calling about his stolen marijuana. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah. what'd you say? Deputies asked man to stop Ah. calling about his stolen marijuana. So a man was calling the cops saying, dude, somebody stole my marijuana? It said, cops said man repeatedly called 911 to report his roommate stealing his marijuana. And then there's supposedly like a clip. We'll see what this says. It's like a Twitter thing. See if I can get it to play. if you just stop calling. I mean, how can he not get in trouble for that? <laughs> I don't know. Shouldn't you be like, hey, if you have weed, like, um... Don't call the cops. I mean, I guess some places are legal and... I guess I'm so used to it, like, here it's not, that's being no-no, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about where they're from, if it is or not. I don't know. Still, don't call the cops. He's trying to get a bag. <laughs> trying to ride out that roommate. 